You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. I'm going to tell you something. I'm Star-Lord. I formed the Guardians. Met a girl, fell in love. That girl died, but then she came back. Came back a total dick. Oh, please. He left out some important information, but that is the gist of it. My sacred mission is to create the perfect society. He didn't want to make things perfect. He just hated things the way they are. you all to know that I am grateful to fight beside my friends. Incinerate them. <laughs> we were always searching for a family until we found each other. Are you ready for one last ride? fly away together into the forever and beautiful sky. Oh, hello and welcome to the periodic table of awesome. My name is Dion and I am joined today, today, this evening, uh, by Jill and Peter. And I'm just going to say that straight out of the, the gate there and not by Quinny. He's not here. No. He's not allowed to be here this time, but we might as well just get the ball rolling that way. There we go. How are you guys going today? Hey, all right. Doing all right? Yeah, not bad. Doing okay. Yes. I like uh, you're a bit max headroom there, Pete. Um, uh, a bit juddery that was just moving around a little bit slowly, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> How do you sound? Do you sound like max headroom? Uh, that 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 that. I I <laughs> feel like it's something we probably should have checked before we started. <laughs> no, 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 Am no. I here? I just love that the dated reference of max headroom is immediately aging anyone who's watching this, and the whole probably a whole bunch of people are like, uh, what the fuck is a max headroom? But hello, yes. Hello to you and hello to everyone in the chat and uh, how are you all going? I can see you all there. You're all talking to me. Yes. Um, and welcome to Quinny in the chat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? There's an actual yeah. qu qu dog. Quee dog. <laughs> what are you doing in the chat? You need you've got this work to do here, sir. Um, yeah. And sorry about our little absence last week. That's okay. We're back. We're just a little bit delayed. That's okay. I have to um, change the it's schedule. Been a whirlwind. It has been, it has been a, a time. It has mm. been a time. Uh, but, you know, much like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, worth the wait. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to everybody else, this is going to be the greatest hero movie of all time since Endgame. Really? 
Mm. It's an interesting one. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah I don't well, want I mean, more full, full them because I still maintain that Endgame is not the best of anything ever. No. Anywhere. Endgame is <laughs> so. entirely flawed, but... <laughs> And go, oh, thank you, Casper, uh, for being the submachine uh, gun in the chat. <laughs> Just subbing people. Lots of sub- <laughs> I don't have a sub. Quinny had all the subs. He's yet to give us our subs, yeah. uh, which I'd like to just remind him, uh, like, if he's in there watching the chat, yeah, you owe us some <laughs> subs. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's uh, that's that's neither, neither that just here That just goes to show, like, how hard it is to actually get together with friends when you're an adult. Uh, yes, well, yeah. you know, or even not an adult. Just get together with friends. It's just difficult. <laughs> but we made a commitment and we're here on Tuesday uh, evening. Yeah. And, that, like, I feel all the better for having seen you and seeing the chat and doing that. And we're going to talk about the getting together of friends because that's what Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is all about, the friends yeah. you made along the way of the, the giant... The getting together and then the separating. Marvel <laughs> film franchise that refuses to let characters go and must insist on creating a story that encourages them to play those same roles much longer than they originally thought of <laughs> when they signed up for it. Does, yeah. <laughs> is that a good is that an adequate understanding that you're taking from this? It's like, oh, that's right, we have to do a third one. Yeah, well, in- honestly, this third movie is their seventh appearance as a team. So yeah. take that how you will. It is it is interesting, isn't it? It may be their third film, but it's the seventh time they've been on screen, not including yeah. holiday specials and other No, including stuff. the holiday special. Oh, including the holiday special. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, you've done your research, Jill. Sorry. Oh, I, I will have. not <laughs> I will not go into that. Ah, uh, yes. But look, interesting quick question. Um, only mm. uh, asking not for you, Jill. It's mainly for Peter. Peter, have you seen all the Marvel films and are you currently up to date with the current universe of especially the Guardians of the Galaxy, including the holiday special? Yes, I did watch the holiday special before I watched this just because Good. I like to do things in order, not because I thought that they would be related. Um, but yeah, I did kind of force myself to do that. And, it, you know, it was fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Not too traumatic to have to go through this because you can't really escape Marvel movies nowadays. It's literally a genre. Yeah, well, I also had to, because I like watching things in order, I also had to watch Wakanda Forever finally, which is something that I hadn't watched for a long time. Um, So I had to marvel myself up. Are you looking forward to Wakanda 5 ever, which will be? (laughs) (laughs) To Wakanda 2 forever. Yeah, that's all we want. Uh, What is it? Wakanda um, Madripoor Drift? Uh, that's a deep, yeah, I know it's a, that is a deep comics cut. There is like the Hong Kong version <laughs> in Marvel is called Madripoor, and it's literally, yeah, anyway, yep, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Queen I liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was literally, literally, what I was going for, <laughs> but I say that we do, yeah, like the Black Panther movies as the uh, Fast and the Furious movies because you refuse to watch the Fast and the Furious movies. Maybe I can convince you that way. Yeah, well, look, I thought about going to see Fast 10, but I didn't get into the uh, uh, the premiere screening. That filled up very quickly. It was a very I, big, big, big promotion for I Fast I do 10. not understand that, though, because, I mean, I know that we're talking about Galaxy of Galaxy and now I'm on a Fast and the Furious show. <laughs> but 
I don't understand the the thing is like, oh, you know, Fast and Furious 10 is going to be amazing. There's a real thirst for that. I'm like, why? No, no franchise that has 10 films. <laughs> and I love yeah. that Vin Diesel is like, no, this is the start of my Dominic Toretto trilogy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm not also, they're go- hobbiting Fast 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's just kind of like, Wait, Vin Diesel wants to make this as a part the first part of a three movie deal, and I'm like, I don't want twelve fucking movies of Fast and Furious. <laughs> but anyway, somebody whatever. does. Yeah, sure. I like okay. how people have been asking on the Facebook, "When are you talking about Fast Ten? And you have to be <laughs> like, "We can't. Nobody else will watch." It. <laughs> Look, I mean, I'm down. I went through the Looking Glass. I crossed the Rubicon during uh, COVID lockdowns, and I went and I became a believer. And now I understand all the reference. Do I think they're shit? Yeah, a little bit, like or a lot. <laughs> a lot of it is shit. But in terms of it, I also watched all the Planet of the Apes movies, so. Jesus. Mm. I'm from yeah, I'm, I'm kind of honestly okay. surprised that they're still making <clears throat> those new ones. I didn't watch the yeah. Marky Mark one, but yeah, I'm, I'll keep watching these new ones, I guess. I mean, yeah. as somebody who's watched the Vampire Diaries all the way through to the final <laughs> season, like I understand commitment in the face of. Oh, the I'm lack somebody of that watched the entirety of Lost and Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that point where you go, but I've made it this far. Exactly. Exactly. When all hope was lost and everybody gave up on Lost, <laughs> I I finished season eight. Still don't know what happened. <laughs> but anyway, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> uh, if you haven't been able to We're down this and we go completely off the rails. Yeah, yeah. Um, if... if... <laughs> If you haven't like managed to tell from the multitude of characters that are surrounding us, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which is a slight disconcerting, disconcerting thing for me because I'm like, oh no, the difficult third album. And yes, I want to go there straight away. Didn't quite enjoy as much of the music choices as I did. It left me a little confused um, mm. because it did too much uh, decade change within a film. And some of the songs I was like, that's not out in that time frame. And then I was like, oh, yes, it is. And then I went, fuck, I'm really old. Yeah. I feel problem... like your age is showing a little bit there, Dion. Shut up. Yeah. Like the problem <laughs> now is we'd, we're not focusing our musical choices around a cassette in a film. It's now mm. an iPod or Zune, as they call it. But mm. so that means like you have all of this other stuff to delve into. But I do feel like the music maybe took a back seat this time because it felt a little bit shoehorned in moments. Yeah. Did you feel that way, Pete? Or did you yeah. enjoy all the music? Oh, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. I probably could not tell you off the top of my head one particular track uh, from this film. And I'm not, that's not to say that, like, I didn't like the tracks that they use. There's just no moment that particularly stands out for me, like, you know, potentially it had oh, in the I mean, first I one. Flores and the Machine kind of stuck out for me only because it was kind of like a, you know, crescendo at the end. Mm. But Yeah, and I, it took me a little while to actually realise that it technically in a timeline sense it did actually work in terms of Zoom releases and song releases <laughs> and stuff. I was like, no, that didn't come out of that time. That's not how that way 
it it did. God damn it. <laughs> God damn I agree it. with Predakanga too. I did like Creep and I did like uh, a little bit of Beastie Boys. I know Dion is very sick of Beastie Boys, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath in movies, but I really did like the No Sleep Till Brooklyn scene. That was probably my funnest moment in the movie. Sure. I mean, what's the other alternative? Just like, you know, Backstreet Boys has had their day as well. So <laughs> a bit of Backstreet's back. <laughs> not all right let it go move on there's plenty oh, of music yeah. out there but then look there's heaps of radio stations that have suckled on the teat of the only songs that they played uh for t- for a tw- 10 year period um but we're not talking about music tonight we're talking about the the, the ensemble cast of guardians mm. of the galaxy volume three uh and very nice to see them pushing um, some of the characters who were backgrounded into the foreground and some of the foreground characters have kind mm. of been shunted, not shunted to the side, just just they've stepped over to go like, no, everyone's due for their, their standing on the stage here. No one is being elevated forward. Um, speaking of elevation, Jill, do you have yes. a synopsis for us? Um, I do. If I've got some background music that we could probably play, why not? Why don't you give us that synopsis? In your best... Uh, Queen Quinglish, Quinnyish, Quingly. Oh, like go God. on, pick a Quinny accent, <laughs> and let us know. Oh my God! Shit you accent. No, I'm terrible <laughs> at accents. I'm worse than shit at accents. Fuck. Um. Oh Jesus. Oh, I don't know what to do. Um. I'm going to go for like a weird Sean Gunn Craglin kind of southern kind of hope yokel voice. Sure. And Bogan, uh, Quinny has requested specifically. Oh, wait, Bogan. I'm just going to read it normally. Fuck it. I can't. It's too much pressure. Just do it. And this is why we shouldn't give Quinny so much shit. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. All right. Still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill must rally his team to defend the universe and protect one of their own. If the mission is not completely successful, it could possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Oh, that's short. It is. And that's about it, really. That's about all we got. Um, Interesting synopsis. But not wrong. No, I mean, <laughs> it could lead to the end of the Guardians, and it kind of did. <laughs> kind of did, yeah. Well, no the... spoilers, because everybody knew this was the last one. Well, I mean, they did leave the door open, let's be honest. They left the door open for one person in particular. <laughs> you leave Vin Diesel alone. He's really busy making a lot of group <laughs> films. I mean, uh, Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. Um okay. <laughs> Do I'm we sorry need I let down the team with no shit accent. <laughs> oh look, that's all right. Quinny, you just have to take the, the workshop um when Quinny gets back and he'll be like, first, pick an accent that isn't A racist, B um <laughs> appropriate or c good at it oh i'm very good at a valley girl accent i should have done that <laughs> although you know you gotta save that one for the barbie movie that's all i'm saying yeah oh 
You know, no, no. She doesn't have a valley girl accent. Don't let that one. That, come on, if there's a movie that screams out for a, a synopsis in a valley girl oh, accent, right. it's do the it Barbie then, do it then. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, don't, I get it. Don't unleash it on this crowd of reprobates who are here for Marvel. <laughs> no. Oh, um, my God, the drift. The drift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why should we just lose one person and we can't do, we can't do this thing? It's, anyway. <laughs> right, um, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes. yes. What did we think? I, that's, the, honestly, that's the discussion to be had. Okay, so we've delayed this review a week and within that week I was still trying to decide if I liked the movie or not. <laughs> and I think that's pretty telling. Um, when people ask me, how was it? I'm like, it was good. It was okay. But it's definitely not how Marvel's marketing it right now, saying it's the best movie since Endgame. I'm like, you guys know you've had a couple of other films before, like since Endgame. Yeah, so, and also like best movie since Endgame says nothing for me. Like that sets such a low bar. I swear to God. Mm. I, just, <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that. It's like, oh yeah, is it, what's that meme of someone standing there like, yeah, I won the medal, and I'm standing there, and then they pan back, and it's just like you're at the bottom, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want it. Oh, wait. Look, I would say that um, I thought it was better than the second film. And I would also say that Deemed. my expectations going into this were not high. Um, Fair enough. Like, uh, not like bitchy low, but just kind of like, oh, I'll be entertained. I'm, you know, not expecting to see the best Marvel yeah. film since the one that I hated. Um, <laughs> In- <laughs> insert name here. <laughs> since, since the film that shall not shall not be named, um, but yeah, so so my enjoyment I think was a little bit set by my expectations because I didn't expect anything except entertain me, um, and there are some very entertaining parts to this. There are a lot of parts, and many of them are entertaining oh, yeah. parts. Hmm. There were gags. And I enjoy the gags in a Guardians film because they're kind of done well. Yeah. Are they, though? (laughs) In between the gags was a lot of boring stuff. I'm just gonna. I just want to highlight one that I think that wasn't really a gag, but uh, because it's like Will Poulter. How you going with that one? Um, I feel like. Somebody forgot that Adam Warlock was going to be in this movie and then they've, like, just gone, oh, shit. Uh, How about he just goes in here? Yeah, I got a little bit of that one too because there was a bit of a thing there that was like, oh, Adam Warlock, that's going to be Ace. And then Adam Warlock turns up and I was like, oh, that was just weird. Yeah, like, could you imagine how different this movie would have been if it had been focused on a revenge story of the Sovereign rather than... Oh no, we were actually going to make this movie about the the high evolutionary guy in the first place. So I don't know why we went down this track, but so now we have to mush them together and put it out because I mean, we I have had, to satisfy the fans. I had this very annoying thing, and I'll, if I'm going to get on a soapbox about one thing tonight, it's going to be this: um, mm. the Adam Warlock is supposed to be in Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War, like he's literally kind of. You know, they turned sort of Doctor Strange into the same, like the, a, me- a mesh of the two characters, like someone who was the tactician 
whose job it was to work out how to use all of these superhero people to remove Thanos from getting the Infinity Gauntlet. That's literally what Adam Warlock was, like a cosmic being. In this yeah, one, they just space Jesus. Yeah, and and this is where I came down to the fact that I was like, oh, but you've removed him out of there and you've teased him in Volume Two, which again, not the strongest film. Um, no, they and- invented this race of the the sovereign people, and then wedged in Adam Warlock as like part of that to kind of like invent a new backstory for him and then used him in a very underwhelming manner in a third film. Yeah, and I think you're quite right in that. They, they, it's like, oh, we forgot. We're supposed to have this entire race of people that have a reason and we'll just add them to the high evolutionary and that'll be what this is. And I was like, ah, yeah. oh, okay. See, this is why it's nice, like, not having too much of a connection to the source material. Because <laughs> um, I don't know who Adam Warlock is. Right? Just like, who's that? Do you remember that it's it was a, a thing from the end credits in the second Cannot one? I remember the thing from the end credits See? in the second one because I wouldn't have known, like I would have gone, I don't know who that is, and then moved yeah. right on. Yeah. Um, I did kind of feel like that there was a weird situation created by that character where, you know, you, we kind of had two separate antagonists mm. and uh, that's where it kind of, I guess, got a little bit messy for me. I think um, that just always becomes sense. a problem. Yeah, when you have two, uh, well, one was a villain, one was an antagonist, I guess. But, like, when you start to have, like, two opposing forces against your one hero, then it just becomes too convoluted and confusing. Yeah. And- yeah, which uh, it can, it can you know, work because one is acting for the other. Yes. Um, they fixed but, that. They definitely had that scene where they said, oh, no, this is all part of the high evolutionary. It's actually him pulling the strings as the puppeteer. <laughs> Duh. How did you pick that <laughs> up earlier? Considering this character has not been introduced at all anywhere else and looks like now to be a substitute for Kang, who uh, they're having problems trying to figure out whether or not that's going to be the big bad. Anyway, mm. <laughs> the, the less said about that, the better at the moment. Um, so so yeah, I but 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 there was a lot in there that was extremely amusing as well, and I don't think because I didn't expect more than to be amused, and I don't have you know a lot of connection to the source material, so I don't really care what they do or don't do with somebody called Adam Warlock, who I just saw as like weird gold kid. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to get mad at it because I was like, I came to be entertained. I was entertained. Oh, except I did get mad about a nightmare fuel moment at the end that we'll speak of later. Um, okay. That was just unnecessary nightmare fuel, and I'm a little bit resentful mm. to them fair, for it. Fair enough. Okay. Would um would it be of benefit actually, even okay. though Quinny is not here uh, physically uh, mm. joining us tonight? Would would we like to hear some of his thoughts, and then we can pick apart and tell everyone why he's wrong? All right. Oh, no, uh, I'm going is... to completely agree with everything <laughs> Quinny says. Cause... You can't give <laughs> Jill, you've got to hold off and make the mystery happen. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. We'll just have a little listen to Quinny and see what what sort of thoughts he has on this, if it works, mm-hmm. okay? Fingers crossed, tech gods, everything's going to go fine. It's a short uh, thing because I'm not around. Uh, thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I've got to say... I, everybody's talking about how it's the best movie of, since Endgame and stuff like that, and 
it was okay, but it wasn't all that. Um, it was <laughs> fun. I enjoyed the emotional elements of it. I thought all of the stuff with Rocket and the other Teeth and, and, and everybody, and um, that was lovely. But I don't know. I honestly found the whole thing to feel a little disjointed. Like there are a lot of characters that were trying to be serviced and a lot of plot lines that felt like they didn't quite gel. Um, I mean, it's, it's long. It's probably a little flabby in the middle too. Um, I don't know. Like it was a good film. It was enjoyable. I liked a lot of the elements of it. But as a whole, I kind of found myself going, that's a little weird. It just didn't quite gel for me. All of the stuff with the evolved animals and their whole planet and everything, I was like, okay. And the, I don't know, it just, I feel like there were elements that probably should have been more emotionally invested than they were. And to be honest, there were characters that felt like they were kind of done. Like, I really felt like Dave Batista was kind of done. And, yeah, it's, it's good, but it's not great. So for me, I'd say it's a um, 78, maybe even an 80. Let's go 78, because I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, very colourful, very visual but I actually think it's a bit of a mess. Like, it's kind of all over the shop. Well, thank you for your opinion, Quinny, but that's far Spirit too... your review? Beautifully that... high score for something that really... Yeah, that's far too fucking high. Is... Like, yeah. come on, what are you talking about? Like, this is why you're wrong. It, it, it did remind me of something that, that did really kind of irritate me about it and has irritated me about previous films is that kind mm. of you can really see the hand of the writer in we're going to make an entire plot point happen because this character just doesn't do what they're told or because these characters just refuse to talk to each or communicate to each other. You know, it is the, you know, Peter Quill tackling Thanos thing all over again with a lot of the things that made plot happen in this mm-hmm. film. And that did bug me. And it goes to kind of Quinny's points about like a lot of the characters seemed quite dumb, like, a lot of the things that happened in this movie probably didn't need to happen except that one of the characters did something uncharacteristically dumb uh, and that did bug me a little bit. Uncharacteristically yeah. dumb in a Marvel film. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, done. Felt oh, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I do agree that like, yeah, Batista doesn't want to be Drax anymore, so that's part of the reason why the Guardians are all splitting up. But And he honestly, um, a lot of his scenes just felt really phoned in, like he didn't want to be there. And, I mean, dude, you're getting a paycheck. Fucking do a job. like. But there was an entire plot point just based on Drax going, I know I'm supposed to be doing this thing, but I'm going to do this other thing instead oh, for no good reason. that pissed me off <laughs> to no end. Like, to no end. I mean, I... Thoroughly enjoyed the Drax and Mantis shenanigans in the Christmas episode. And I thought that was, you know, it paid off there. That's where you can do that kind of stuff. But to have it happen here again in this film with the ensemble cast and you have a task uh, and a goal for this film, like, no, leave it out of it. Yeah. The two of them just doing their hijinks again. I'm like, no. Put that away. And it just and... like it just 
kind of stunk of like make plot happen now. Yeah. We don't have a good reason for it to happen. We'll just make one of the characters do something real silly for no good reason. Now plot is happening. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Quiddy said, there was a lot of flab in the middle and I feel like it could, I don't know how many times I have to say it. It could have been a tighter movie. Yeah. But sure. but for the base story, like, mm. you know, the the Rocket's backstory and, and okay. how that all yeah. played out, I thought was really strong. Not a not a Guardians movie, but a Rocket Raccoon movie, and I was there for that. Yeah, and that shit broke me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this, when it, <laughs> it's a strange thing because it seems to be about three different movies within this movie, mm. but it it mm. it was, you know, I think James Gunn's got a bit of a problem now is that he seems to be the go to ensemble cast, you know, teams guy, mm. um, you know, doing a better job than. Uh, Joss Whedon did on the Avengers, which was supposed to be, you know, the best, you know, highbrow kind of, you know, teams movie out there. And then James Gunn's kind of kicking those goals across both, you know, companies, um, being able to pull out that kind of a thing. And and this one, it felt like uh, it didn't quite work because there were too many conflicting storylines that were trying to be held up where you know the first one was just about we have to introduce you to all these characters and, and give them kind of an understanding so that's fine the second one was too much of a peter quill movie that no one really gave about and didn't gel with the rest of them what was going on in marvel and this is great you know a really good solid hey rocket raccoon's an interesting character and has a great backstory and you want to know about it and then we've got you know all that other stuff with drax and mantis and um nebula and gamora and yeah, honestly, and like we had launching two- a weird ship between Peter Quill and Nebula that then never gets paid off. Like, we had two characters that were undergoing character development. That was Nebula and Rocket, and then everybody else was just there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Adam Warlock had character development. He was a troubled idiot child, and now he's a troubled yeah. a troubled idiot child who doesn't have a mother anymore. Sure. <laughs> Perfect. Oh dear. Yeah. <sighs> what about wait? Before, I, I know that in spoilers we can definitely unload on all of the bad things that oh, happened within this. Yes, that's, that's, that's true. I want to know uh, about the good stuff. What was the fun thing apart? Well, I mean, do you want to talk about the rocket story? Or that's that's a little bit spoilery, but it is. I wouldn't call that the fun part, though. It was <laughs> the extremely emotionally taxing part, um, and I mean. If you put animal cruelty in a film, you're going to make me cry. And there was definitely a moment where the cinema got very quiet and all I could hear around me was just of people sniveling. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was emotional. Yeah. It, it definitely did have some resonance and also what, what it didn't, Peter, and not you, Peter, the other Peter that my phone always auto-corrects you to, uh, came out oh, saying it was... The animal activist, <laughs> yes, Peter. Yes. Yes. Whenever I try to talk to Peter, it just goes, do you mean P-E-T-A? I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, you uh, do, but you don't. Labelled. <laughs> no, sometimes I very... It does not. It's not who I'm trying to talk to. <laughs> They're not going to bring me cake. Um, oh. uh, yeah, they labelled it... be a vegan cake. Yeah. <laughs> We're off again, Peter. Sorry. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. 
Look, that was a hell of a lot of body horror as well. Mm. And I I was very uncomfortable with floor. Um yeah. I I had a lot of pity for floor. <laughs> and, mm. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, like uh, it did it, not feel good about floor. It was such an interesting thing um, that they kind of explored just so much on the surface where it could have been a much better sort of conversation around it. Like they relied so heavily on the fact that they're creating these anamorphic characters. And then, you know, they really, this is, this is the strange thing to me. You create this whole, whole bit where people are using cybernetics to genetically engineer and improve animals and then mm. they they have a huge leapfrog where it just goes straight to the like, oh, no, now we just gas them in a chamber. Um, there was no clear moral about having that in the story either, yeah. which is like, why did we explore this without paying off? Yeah, paying off why those animals yeah. were being done, apart from yeah. seeing, you know, like, Weird cowboy bebop, not cowboy bebop, um, bebop and rock steady. Oh, like rock steady. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. you were saying. <laughs> um, sort of stuff. But it was, and yeah. but the thing that became strange was the result of it became this society that was just bland and never found any real heart with it when they went to the counter earth sort of side. Maybe this is getting too far yeah. ahead. Yeah. But it was a strange kind of like thing where I was like, oh, wow, they've created an emotional bond in the audience with the this kind of stuff and then they just didn't pay off anything apart from well of course they have to be saved you know it's just a bit like oh. yeah and then they let the entire planet blow up of all of these animal people yeah but they didn't start that <laughs> they saved as many as they could kind of well they didn't really they didn't save, save any of any them. one of them <laughs> they just saved the people that happened to be on the ship but yeah, then... well, the ship was saving itself and they saved nobody on the planet. <laughs> and even the the high sovereign died. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did we all forget that moment too? For <laughs> of Elizabeth Debicki blowing up yes. on the planet with everyone? For the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because they never went back to that. They do. <laughs> like, Adam didn't mourn that. They didn't do a lot of guarding in this one. They did no, a lot of. No, not a lot of guardianing going on. Yeah, but, which was just a little bit like, you know. Oh, and, and fucking don't get me started on that planet with Drax just fucking off and not doing what he was told. Oh, the weird, is it the planet or the fleshy research station? No, when is... they were on the animal planet and they were like, Drax, stay here oh, and, yeah. and yeah. look after whatever. And he's like, no. But they needed to make plot, Jill. <laughs> plot had to happen. Okay, let's yes. talk about the fleshy uh, <laughs> company Location. Can we not? I want to ignore that for the rest of my life because if <laughs> but, I want, but, if I want, but Nathan Fillion, <laughs> if I want fleshy technology, I'll just go and watch a Cronenberg film. Like I don't want to go to Cronenberg world <laughs> or go corp. Yeah, and which was so strange because it just didn't match with the rest of what was going on. Like, yeah, never oh, no, seen and it. they spent entirely too long there for yeah. a very small plot device. <laughs> yeah. I, I, d I dug that bit, but, yes, it, it was too long. But I did kind of dig it because I, I at that stage I still felt that we were on a very specific mission. Um, and, yeah. you know, I, I got while they were there and, and it seemed like an organic way to work some of the organic. guardians of the galaxy, you know, humour 
that was the only was place where like super serious story exactly all of the gags on orgo corp were funny yeah yeah and I think that's a, and that's you know I, I that kind of worked for me. It didn't start getting you know maybe a little bit much until a, a bit later down the line when we were on the weird planet with the with the you know animals and people were doing nonsensical things to further the plot. Um, I'm so shitty. I've done the yoga cop scene. I'm so shitty yeah. that they went there and then they went to Earth with people with masks. I was like, oh god damn it, this is so beneath you. You went to a cool flesh world and that and that could have been the end of it, but no, you ended up on a With planet. With those weird expanding foam kind of suits that looked a little bit like tardigrades, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weird costumes. Also, the, the flesh suits were supposed, like those people were supposed to be the most impressive biotechnological, like <laughs> deep people. And I was like, we've never seen them before. You would have seen them before. Yeah. It's like, this oh, you've so... got an idiot? I got one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, so I quite funny. liked that Peter Quill, um, you know. I mean, that was going back to original Peter where, you know, he cares about not hurting people to kind of get a job done, you know, and also stupidly pining over Gamora, which I got a lot tight like got tired of very quickly in this movie and i'm like oh wow he's having no growth that's cool um <laughs> but i i enjoyed nebula a lot in this entire movie she's yeah. my favorite guardian now and like she has There's been somebody guardian for that long some but. character development that actually is, has been consistent and makes sense yes yes uh and there were some really deeply emotional moments in this as well Mm-hmm. Um, that were really, you know, intense and well-performed or well-animated, depending on which moment it was. Yeah, um, yeah it's funny because, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen it and looking back at them, like, I feel like I've watched several different films. Like mm-hmm. the super intense, very emotional one, um, yeah. the, you know, kind of fun Guardians of the Galaxy light humour one and, like, some pieces of a third one that are like I didn't dig so much. Yeah. Pieces of the third one that kind of felt like a little bit more like I was, you know, watching the plot line of a B-grade sci-fi TV series <laughs> and less like I was watching a Marvel film. But that's super mean. I don't mean to be that mean. Like I said, I'm, not, I'm not mad at it. Just, you know, I, I, I just feel like some of those forced plot points really mm. got to me. Well, then, I say that we should get into ratings, uh, speaking of organic sure. uh, things, because I have a clip there waiting. But I say we just get into quick ratings and then we'll come back and then we can uh, dissect this a bit. Because, yes, it's been a couple yeah. of weeks. We've had time to digest. And I feel like yeah. I watched a movie at the cinema that I was like, that was interesting and okay. And now I've digested it. I'm like, hmm, yeah, some of those pieces were not right within yeah. that. Anyone want to go first or do you want, yeah. Jill, you look like you've got words to say. Damn it. Um, well, you don't have I was, to. Uh, I think I'll give it like 73. 73? Yeah. Matched oh, immediately wow. by uh, Predacango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give it 75. That feels too high. Um. Oh, Quinny's dropped his down after his audio review from 79 to 70. So yes. fuck you for making me do math. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, 73, yeah, because the parts of it that I enjoyed were very good. 
but there's probably like a good chunk of it that just didn't need to be in the movie or could have been something else entirely. And after I watched it on a Friday night, on a Saturday night, I rewatched one and two and fuck, I forgot two was very boring. But one was (laughs) such a goddamn tight film. I don't know how it managed to balance like the comedy and the action and the seriousness and like introduce five characters to you so perfectly and then how you can come to three and just entirely kind of shit the bed on it. So (laughs) I'm like, aren't these movies supposed to be getting better? I said to Pete when we came out of Guardians 3, like the first 20 minutes felt like I had ADD and like is that the kind of movie we're making for people now like does everybody have an attention deficit that the pacing has to be so fucking fast because comparing it to rewatching one that is what like 10 years old or more now the pacing is so much slower compared to now but it feels more fluid and natural and so I I don't know if it's just I can't keep up with movies anymore or (laughs) movies are being made for people with attention deficits. Well, I think part of the problem is, you know, in one they only had to introduce five characters and in this one they're trying to maintain quite a few more um, characters and, you know, as you add films and, you you know, you add characters, which I don't think is entirely necessary but that's what they've done, and the more characters you add, the more threads you have to kind of have going. Like it's not a... It's not a TV series where you can kind of have your, your A story and your B story and, you know, let a couple of characters rest for a few episodes and mm-hmm. give them their time to shine later. Like every single character has to have some kind of moment and some kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, I do feel like that is part of the issue with this, where some of these storylines um, were really, really strong. And the ones that weren't as strong as kind of what has let the experience out of it. Having said all of that, um, as I said, my expectations were low and I just wanted to be entertained and Mm -hmm. I was entertained. Um, So I'm just going to say 75. I possibly like would have given it higher, but I have knocked off some points for that unnecessary nightmare fuel. So. (laughs) (laughs) Are we talking about that little weird blob thing? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. No, the I end with Peter. Yeah, no, we'll talk about it in spoilers. <laughs> um, so... Oh no, I remember now. Sorry, <laughs> Jill. Jill, okay, what was your? So, Jill, what was your num- numerical? I managed to miss that. Seventy-three. Seventy-three. Okay, and fuck you, Casper, for putting a point five in there. That's <laughs> <laughs> math. <laughs> um, look, you know, it's it's got a lot of. Like, and I, ca- I had to just go back quickly and look at it. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014, and then there was only three years before Volume 2. And they were, now it's mm. six years till Volume 3. And I know there's other stuff that's going on there, but I can really relate to a bunch of actors going, I'm just tired. I've been doing this for a decade. <laughs> it's time to let it go. Um <laughs> Although shout out to Zoe Saldana, uh, who's just fucking in every great science fiction movie that's come out in the last twenty years, you kind of attach her, and you'd be like, "It's a sci-fi project." Wait, with wait, Zoe. are you saying Avatar is a great sci-fi movie? 
apparently, according to critics and box office, you know, the biggest movie <laughs> of the old fuck. She does a great job, though. Like, if okay. out of out of everyone in Avatar, <laughs> she does the best job. Okay, you know, if she's gonna walk around and do stuff, I like, I believe her. You know, everyone else, I'm like, nah. Kate Winslet, nah. Anyway, that's not Kate what this Winslet is. Kate Winslet was in Avatar? Yeah. Oh, shit. The second one. Oh, do I need to watch this movie? Yes, because I, mm. I can't be alone here, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, look, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, is in parts and in some ideas a great film and much better than 2, although two's mm. not terrible. And one was just kind of fun because it was the first Marvel movie that came out with a bit of fun about it. Mm. Whereas I love that it's just kind of gone full circles. Like no one should be coming out of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 going, yay, that's so much fun. Uh, you know, considering it opens with Radiohead's creep and then proceeds to just be a little sad all the way through um, and then very sad in some parts. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, I'm still not happy. Like, you know, you feel like you want it to be happy, but none of, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy 1 started high and it's just sort of going down, down low, which is really great because that's an interesting franchise. Uh, but, yeah, I'm very happy for them to just go, it's done, stick a fork in it, um, it can be finished. That being said, I was bored. <laughs> so, I, and I gave it like 65 Ooh, I know. Okay. Like, and it feels, you, do you know how much this conflicts me that I actually rated yeah. uh, Ghosted higher than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Yeah, that's that's a problem, Dion. Yeah, that's, a See, problem. that's no good. I had more fun in that, even though I knew oh, that it was no. terrible watching it. Oh, Whereas no. in this one, I had this sort of thing like, I'm really looking forward to having some fun things. And were there good fun things in it? Yeah. But by the end, I'm like, this is a bit of a mess of a Guardians film. Um, it's just that it's not uh, sort of Peter Quill's fault. Like, you know. Yeah. Normally internet's... we can just blame it on Peter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The internet's worst Chris uh, is actually <laughs> yeah. is actually not bad. Like there's nothing wrong with what's going on with him in this. You know, we'll Although get to... I did hear like one review, it was his best performance to date, and I'm like, really? What did he do in this movie? He did I his... mean, there is one moment that was... Yeah, but anyone could act that. He he gave a performance matching that thing in what was it, the Tomorrow War that he gave, <laughs> which was yeah, the Tomorrow we, War. We which did was, not speak of that. <laughs> in, in that like, Chris Pratt was definitely there, but that's okay because he doesn't have to do everything. But when he did, was required to stand up and be, I'm doing a Chris like a Star Lord thing. He did it very well. Like I was like, great, like good Star Lord. But you also got out of the way, which is amazing. So uh, speaking of that, let's have a, uh, we'll go to a clip of a very intimate moment between Star-Lord and uh, Gamora, which uh, as I couldn't figure out for a little while, but the subtitles are hard-coded uh, on this clip. So <laughs> that's, that's just what you're going to get. I miss you so much. And maybe, maybe if, if you open yourself up to it, there's a possibility. I don't think so, Quinn. Quill. Quill. I don't think so. Well, what I'm trying to say is... Peter, you know this is an open line, right? What? We're listening to everything you're saying. And it is 
painful. And you're just telling me now? We were hoping it would stop on its own. But I switched it over to private. What color button did you push? Blue, for the blue suit. Oh, no. Blue is the open line for everyone. Orange is for blue. What? Black is for orange. Yellow is for green. Green is for red. And red is for yellow. No, yellow is for yellow. Green is for red. Red is for green. I don't think so. Try it then. Hello! You're right. Uh, yes, I. <laughs> that's that the was, kind of dumb shit I love in these movies. Yeah, that's that was their strength. <laughs> you know, that was a, a a kind of dumb shit thing, and I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, All right. Wait, spoilers. I got to put the spoilery thing up. Hang on. Before okay, you start, yeah. there we go. Look, it's it's very obvious now. There are spoilers. Okay. Am I crazy, or did they like soft launch a Peter Quill Nebula ship? And then just not take it anywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. Why? Do. I don't know. Maybe because both know. of the actors don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I don't want to do it. But then why do that anymore. in the first place? I mean, like, part of his character trait in the first movie was that he was a womanizer. And so I guess they're just kind of like circling back on that. But. Yeah. It's just like this funny moment where I was like, oh, they're going to do that. And then they didn't do that. And I'm like, well, why did you no, pretend like you didn't do that? I did enjoy Karen Gillan's performance in that scene. <laughs> it was quite funny. Yeah. Um, but the the girl that played Uda, the one that worked at that company that they had kind of hijacked, she is the same actress that played Ratcatcher in Suicide Squad. Yes, James Gunn is yeah. definitely making sure Completely that everyone that every, everyone he's ever worked with always gets a cross pollination yeah. somewhere. Oh yeah, and like his wife as well, <laughs> getting shot in the leg. Yeah, I mean, come on, that, that's a pretty good meteoric rise for uh, you know James Gunn, <laughs> someone who started making like body horror, terrible trauma films, like working at Trauma, um, you know, Toxic Avengers sort of level, uh, going all the way through to now he's a studio head. Like, yeah, yeah, he's in control. He's in control of the inevitable reboot of the DC franchise, which, uh, you know, uh, creative sure. control, not not uh, executive control, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, yeah. But I mean, I don't think that it is America. And if there's one thing I've learned <laughs> from the American Hollywood filmmaking machine, is that whatever the person at the top says. Everyone just agrees with. He's not at the top. He's at the code top. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, but they can fight amongst themselves about who's doing that. But like, <laughs> you know, it's not. I don't think it's going to be a democracy. Or you know, I'm pretty sure that Saffron guy is still in charge of a lot of executive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Anyway, spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> for the Guardians off track of the Galaxy. Again. Um, oh. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, I resent it. Yeah, so it was I entirely unnecessary. Relive the trauma of uh, what was that spaceship? For called? all mankind. For all mankind. <laughs> Where we of didn't like, sleep for a week and had nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we we're like trapped on the surface of the moon with no spacesuits and our bodies are blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make her relive Why? it. Why? But... Why did Peter Quill not have his space helmet that he always has? Yeah, they that actually, would have stopped it. They actually is like they actually established that in two, where he just taps the back of his head or something, and out comes this helmet that allows him to fly yeah. around space because he's a yeah. spaceman. 
and they have yeah. spacesuits and space yeah. is like a constant problem yep in space yep space yep <laughs> but at least yeah. he lived yeah but this is like the second time this has happened to him and they didn't make his face blow up the first time that <laughs> was like really gross really gross why utterly <laughs> unnecessary utterly unnecessary and just to give me nightmares you know what was unnecessary putting robotic spider legs on an albino rabbit <laughs> fucking floor just broke my heart as and soon as i saw it. that i was like terrified but at the same time like just so heartbroken for this little rabbit see while i understand uh rocket mm. raccoon in the way that they kind of adjusted him, I yeah. don't understand what the point of the rest of that body horror, weird Toy Story, freaky fucking toys oh, thing was. Exactly. Yes. Because at least Rocket served a purpose. In this one, is like, yes, a rabbit definitely needs spider legs. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's I mean, just experimenting for the sake of it. Yeah, but I mean, what, like. Explain to me how that happens because we don't see this happening. We don't see like this charnel house where you just go in there and he's like, hmm, and just grabbing a piece of technology and ramming it into an animal and then going, see if that works. You know, it's kind of like it's a, it's 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 implied, but it's never verified. And that was why it made it. I, I kind of looked at it. I was like, well, this is just bullshit. Like, I mean, I don't know why. You know, it's an interesting theme, but why did they do that? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Plot. I know plot. Yeah. Hey, plot it's, like, it's a whole hey, movie on itself. Yeah. Hey, remember when I made that really, really old body horror movie? Let's do another one. Sure. <laughs> really, really old. Slither is not old. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, like uh, it's. Is that is that the only thing, Peter? Just the is that the the thing that was like freaking you out or was it the fact that they opened the door for more movies at the end in the second post-credit scene? Holy fuck. <laughs> of all of the fucking Guardians that are going to come back, it had to be Star-Lord. And I'm like, of course it did. Chris Pratt wants his fat fucking check from Marvel. <laughs> Everyone Stop. wants their fat oh fucking God check from Marvel. Them. I want a fat fucking check from Marvel. Jesus. <laughs> I, I want a small check from Marvel. Like, Does anybody have any kind of speculation on where the fuck this guy's going to show up next? Because yeah, I'd be happy with God a, knows I don't want him on the Avengers. I'd be happy with a scale <laughs> check from Marvel, uh, but not at the moment because solidarity to the writer strike. Um, <laughs> happy to just exactly uh, go on with a little bit less content, making sure people get paid properly from streaming. <laughs> um, yeah, like yeah, just don't know where that guy's going to show up next, but sure, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll be the big bad. Maybe he'll finally take on his celestial slash godlike power and become the person that everyone has to kill. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. It's gonna be super easy. <laughs> Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> he does he does die quite easy. Um Yeah, look, uh if if there's one how do we all go like I mean, look, knowing that um Music is such a huge part of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Did you think three ticked all the right boxes with their this volume? Nope. No. Because I mean, the no, first one was there like was a, like a handful of songs in the middle that I don't remember. Um, oh. And yeah, a few that just kind of felt weird. It's like, oh, we we need to play music now because that's what we do. <laughs> so let's pick a song. 
Mm. Yeah. Pete, did you recognize any of the music in there or are you just flying blind? Oh, I mean, obviously I recognize the music. They tend to use like fairly recognizable tracks, but like I said earlier, there's none of that was particularly memorable to me. I, I do agree that Creep um, in the first scene was quite good. It and was a strange. I vaguely remember that there's a scene at the end where everyone's dancing could not tell you what song that was. It was Dog Days Are Over. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's funny the things that stick in my head and the things that don't stick in my head. <laughs> I feel like that was a bit of a slight against Cosmo because. Oh, Cosmo. <laughs> I totally thought Cosmo was going to bite it. Well. You can't kill a dog. No, you can't kill a dog. Can't kill a dog in a movie, no. Um, (laughs) Although, strange tonal shift to take Cosmo and make it a female voice into what is it, the established it was a male dog. But hey, cool with that. Not a huge issue. When did we establish it was a male dog? uh, There's a lot of comics and computer games and cartoons and things that came out. And it was just like, oh, it's Russian, Russian girl. Sure, no problem. Uh, Cosmo, fine. Yeah, no, no worries. I mean, it's an interesting they didn't take on gender diversity. Cosmo in the movie. You're just assuming that because the voice is female, that it's a female dog. Sure, true, uh, absolutely yeah. true. Um, <laughs> just get back in my box. Um, <laughs> fine, no, no. Um, yeah, I was just having a look. I'm having a look at some of the other music that was on there, and I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of. A, a, a strange eclectic mix of different bits and pieces. Uh, I did really actually enjoy the fact that they managed to put some Faith No More in there, although We Care A Lot is a strange choice considering there is a lot of good Faith No More music that, that is, yeah. is out there. And I was like, We Care A Lot is it's fine, but like, okay. Um, I mean, I just feel like Peter Quill needs to learn how to back up his iPod. It's a Zune. <laughs> <laughs> it's a zoom. He's at least moved on from the uh, Walkman and cassette player tape thing. Well, he yeah. needs to learn how to back up his zoom because that could save some situations as well. Yeah. Well, the Walkman got destroyed in the second movie, so that's why he has the zoom now. I just, I really want to understand how. Um, they cannot do like I mean he's got all that technology available to him. Why is he using terrible shit? <laughs> like I mean, you're well, in the galaxy. It, like <laughs> you just kind of get set in your ways, and you can't be bothered to update some stuff. <laughs> you're like, oh, it works just fine. Why I don't need a new. How's one. your it's record player going there, Jill? <laughs> I feel like if they established in the Christmas special that you can make a mobile phone call from space to Earth, then he could just, you know, download Spotify. some music or get a Spotify <laughs> subscription. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. I, like, like there, there's not like a lot of spoilery stuff that I'm kind of like, I must talk about this right now. Like a lot of it's, you know, aside from the nightmare fuel. Um, and I did, I, like I felt like the... Rocket Raccoon death fake out was a very emotional moment. Um, yeah. And the um, um, loss of Rocket's friends was an extremely emotional moment. <gasps> and, and, and really, if you kind of add all of those up, it was quite a heavy going film. 
<laughs> yeah, it's definitely it definitely did not have the fun, happy, happy like sort of happy go lucky kind of atmosphere of the previous films. It was very much the adult one, but I can sort of see that. Like if you're a kid watching the Guardians of the Galaxy, say at twelve, and then ten years later watching that yeah. now, you're like, oh, okay, I can sort of get how this is all going across, you know, and getting a lot more adult. How do we all feel about the first fucking Avengers? Sorry, a Marvel film. I mean, you know. Ooh. But it was something of a promo. I understand how he understood how to use the door and she didn't. Like when did he learn how to open like that weird ass car door with a button? Because he grew up in the 80s on Earth. Because he's an Earthophile. <laughs> he likes all that weird earth shit that no one else likes. It was very young when he left, though. I grew up in yeah, the 80s on earth and I wouldn't know to press that button to open a car door. He might have had a car like that. <laughs> he was eight years old. He would have gotten into a car by himself. He probably stole one because <laughs> he wasn't a nice kid. I find it. I have to be honest, I'm really just feeling that moment he was being quite mean to Nebula. Yeah. Oh, look, I fucking use the <laughs> F word all the fucking time. So, like, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, open the fucking door. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was such a strange thing to to watch everyone kind of uh, having their little moments of, of sort of finalization. I, like, and I thought the mm-hmm. second uh, end credit or the, the final bit for, uh, you know, Peter Quill to go back and sort of reconnect with his family was very fucking strange, you know. I want to go back yeah. and reconnect that, considering you've come from... This is grandfather who's supposedly 94 years old, but that definitely <laughs> was not. Definitely, no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> um, uh, how do we all feel about Rocket being the new, uh, you know, uh, leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which is, you know, kind of... Yeah, I quite like him. the um, the the new little roster for yeah very confused about Groot let me just say no matter when Groot has shown up in any of these films I am just confused about him Groot is not a clone of original Groot he is the son of Groot exactly because like it's a plant so it is it, you take it from the source and it can become, it grows into its own thing. It doesn't grow exactly the same as the original plant did. So I guess this one is just a, it's, a beefier version. But I just can't understand the, the 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 things that they set up in that sort of thing. Like they decapitate Groot and his head just gets up and runs <laughs> away. Like I'm like, cool, that's a fun thing. But I like Kaiju him- Groot. <laughs> And then the, yeah, like this, go kaiju mode. <laughs> yeah, and then but the post credit scene, you're sort of sitting there watching this fucking giant old Groot who looks like an old wood forest, yeah. and I was like, where? Yeah. How did that? Like, what is the it's time cool. that we have here? That's cool. How did that grow? <laughs> like, it's uh, it's a weird sort of thing. And I know I know that it was um, you know, it's been mentioned in the chat. Not a fan of having Groot speak. Well, point yeah. of it is, but is I had just goes, I had a theory. It's about true that, me. But. It's true me as well, and. Peter did say at the end of the movie, maybe it's just us finally understanding Groot. And the I've way that of, Gamora did. Yeah, and a couple of other people online have said that too. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, and that's like, kind of what it felt like to me. Like he didn't actually speak. We've just, you know, we understand yeah. him Yeah, the way that they do in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, in the first movie nobody knew what Groot was saying except for Rocket. And then eventually now everybody knows what Groot is is saying 
No. So yeah, I think that's us. No. Finally, Always should have just said, I am Groot. None of this we are Groot. None of this other stuff. Just I am Groot. You <laughs> interpret your own meaning to it. You don't need to, to lay it out. Don't splay this out for us. <laughs> Let us work on this ourselves. Um, yeah. Like, um. uh, you know what was a good bit that I, I hadn't actually uh, mentioned earlier was that really nice part where Mantis wipes Drax's mind to save him from her having had a shit. It just actually made me go, wow, uh. Mantis is a complete dick. Mm. And knows that you're like I was like oh wow that's actually really nice to see someone who is kind of the fun cute one is actually oh no she's terrible she'll like <laughs> yeah. literally she'll say something mean to someone instead of dealing with the consequences just wipe their mind I'm like that's great what a terrible character <laughs> finally some realism she's not the nice one she's actually the bad one <laughs> I don't think any of them are nice like they're quite. Uh... Their their whole catchphrase is they're a pack of assholes. So you know, true. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember seeing none that of them the, are, are very endearing. I don't remember seeing that on the poster though. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, just a pack of assholes. Yeah, I probably would have watched the film quicker if I'd seen that. I was like, oh, interesting, Marvel, a pack of assholes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, would you rec- would you recommend people go and see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? Is it actually critical sure. to watch? It's not critical, oh, but I'd critical is not a good word. But yeah. if you if you enjoy the characters, then just watch it. Out of yeah. Phase Five, is it Phase Five we're in? I can't remember the phases it we're is, up to now. We are in Phase Five. Uh, how many uh, more do we have to get through? We've got the Marvels in November. Right. And, and well, how this has become like a oh, how many more do we have to get through? <laughs> Is it, I don't think there's any more Marvel movies this year. I think it's just the Marvels in November. Yeah, I'm just still trying to find the fucking like, where's the timeline? How do we know? <laughs> Where are the phases? Ugh, God, God, <laughs> We're old and tired. <sighs> Let us die. Oh, phase five. Okay, here we go. I yeah. found it. Is phase five in retrograde yet? <laughs> oh, we're only at the second one to phase five. Yeah, Ant Man was the first one. And we had we watched that already. It was at the start of the year. Can yeah. you believe it? It was only a couple months ago we watched Ant Man. And that was uh... I want more TV series. I was enjoying the series. Oh yeah, well, what is it? Secret Invasion? I mean, I'm just next month. I am absolutely 100% um, curious about how they're going to round out phase five, knowing that the writer strike is actually shutting down production on Blade and uh, Thunderbolts. Yes. Like, yes. I'm just kind of Look, like, everything's going to get pushed. I just have bit. to wait. Yeah. And I'll be can... right. Oh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to keep us busy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they're not going to like. There's us. about 50 new series that dropped on Netflix that I'm trying to watch simultaneously. So, right. Um, yes, I'm, I'm more than happy to not have new content for a while while they <laughs> sort their shit out. Yes, fair enough. We can just go back to wholesome content. All the old <laughs> stuff is new again. Go back. Speaking of old stuff that's new again, um, what are we doing next week? Oh fuck! What are we doing next week? Is it? Are we doing our schmig, 
Peter, I don't want you freaking out about it. This is literally your jam. I'm sorry. Next week is my fault. I have insisted on next week and these guys wanted to like do a TV roundup and talk about Schmigadoon and some other things. And I said, no, yeah. <laughs> we must have an entire hour to speak yep. of Schmigadoon and Schmicago. Uh, so I want you to all bring your deep musical nerd um with you and um if you haven't checked it out yet it's fun it is so it's fun. easy they're short episodes there's only six per season keegan michael key is great excellent like alan cumming is great everybody is great do you need to Watch have them and come and talk to me about them do you need to have a musical background in order to get all the gags yes but it doesn't mean that you 50, get none of the gags. Fifty percent of it you don't need to know deep musical knowledge, but for one hundred percent of the gags, you <laughs> should enough. know quite a lot. There um, is an excellent Reddit thread um, that you can <laughs> read after each episode, um, where people kind of discuss the deep musical references in it, and then you can watch the episode again with new knowledge. It's a fun process. Yeah. It's short. It's fun yeah. and <laughs> it's musical. And Freda Kager is correct. They've set it up so that one of the characters actually doesn't have the musical knowledge. So all of the key stuff is explained to that character. So you guys yes. will be fine. Yeah. Fine. Easy to binge. Like, what does it add up to? Like three hours per season? You'll be fine. So. Yeah. It's I mean, like I can... watching two movies. It's quite lighthearted. It's easy to get through. Yeah. And if it's not, you can come and tell Peter why it wasn't my harder <laughs> or easy to get through next Tuesday at 7.30 back here on Twitch. Uh, um, You've got to let me have my musical nerd moments sometimes, guys. Sure, absolutely. Like everyone gets a choice in this. But, I mean, just so you know, <laughs> while you're sitting there going, yay, musicals, I'm still sitting at the back going, there's a Fast and the Furious franchise that you still have to get into. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a musical episode, Dion? Sure. It was Fast and Furious 4. <laughs> <laughs> that one. In, and, With and the also... underground fight club and <laughs> shark jumping. I, th I, I think... forgot. I, I could do an entire hour-long talk just on special musical episodes of various TV series. Like, Oh, look yeah. again. Down for it. Look, I mean, this is the whole thing. I know that this is just the tip of the iceberg because there has been a promised and discussed many, many times musical episode talking about musicals. Um, and I know that that is a fucking hell of a clip show that I'll have to put uh, clip, find <laughs> clips for. But uh, that's that's also something that has been discussed before. This is just the, the taster, the teaser of uh, what are musicals and whether or not you should try and do them. Yeah, and I'd like to say, Adski, absolutely. Uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift was the karaoke one, so technically a musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and karaoke in the best way, because uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift was like going to a karaoke bar at 2am and just pressing <laughs> random and then singing whatever came out. And did that match with what was going on tonight? No. And then they had to retcon it. Remember we went to karaoke? Anyway. Um, great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, telling me about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and reminding me uh, it was a bit shit, but also not terrible. I don't know. No. I can't say it was a bad Midling. movie. 
it's just film. Yeah, I think it was very much something that was kind of put out because James Gunn was like, yeah, sure, I'll just wrap that up. I'll just wrap up what I got. I've got other things to worry about. I've got to redo Superman again. I've got to recast Batman again. Um, I've got to find a whole bunch of new actors. Nah, Aquaman's fine. <laughs> Don't forget, Aquaman 2 is coming out soon. Um, Get ready for another drunk cinema. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's just see how it goes first. I mean, we've got to get through the flash. Speaking of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. next week is musicals. And then um, what's after that? Oh, Renfield. Yeah. Yeah, Renfield, which is coming out soon. So, yeah, you got your homework. Go watch some musicals and then watch Renfield. I think that's the end of it for us, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Not going to go and raid anyone. Going to get to work on editing the podcast and getting that up. So I'm just going to say good night and thanks for joining us. Bye See you next time. week. See you next week. Bye. Da, 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 da. For listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.